0: I now work for the, uh, the US government. Yeah, it's true. I actually uh, got a job working for the US Census 2020, and technically it means that now I'm employed by the government, and uh, boy have I learned a lot about the government through this. Um, it's really, really opened my eyes to just how bad the government is uh we had a training for this job in birmingham and it was a two-day training supposed to be two eight-hour days the training was paid um i think you got like 12 dollars an hour for training which is a lot of money um but yeah i didn't know what to expect from the training uh yeah thought it was just gonna be your standard little training whatever So I get to Birmingham, and then I find out that they've actually got accommodations for me at a hotel. Uh, And this, I think, is when I started to feel bad. A little bad about taking this job. Because everything they do is a total waste of money. And they just don't care. Nobody cares. The government system does not give an F how much money they spend. They, they they don't try to do things on a budget ever. They could have easily said, no, we're not doing your accommodation. That's up to you, dude. Sorry. Like everybody else does. I went to two flight, flight attendant interviews and neither of those places um, paid for my accommodations. And neither of those places, well, one place did give me a plane ticket, but one of them didn't. And it's a freaking flight company. That's one thing they could, could offer you is a ticket, and they didn't even do that. It's because they care about profits, and they're smart with their money. But no, not the government. The government is a joke. Let me just explain the training to you. So as you know, it's like $12 an hour. They're also going to pay for your mileage, about $0.56 per mile, to get your A over to that place, okay? Uh, You start the training, and like I said, two eight-hour days of training. So you're expecting, oh, man, they got a lot of work to do, man. That's 16 hours of work, man. Y'all going to be learning a lot of stuff. I will straight up, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm really not. I'll go ahead and tell you that everything we did in that training, you could have done easily in two hours. Easily. And that would have still been at a pretty, pretty slow pace. And it took them 16 hours to do it. 16 hours. The first day we were there, we didn't actually learn anything. We simply filled out a payment sheet to like get our pay for the day, and they always stress that. Let, let me tell you this: they always stress out. Oh, I'm gonna make sure y'all get y'all's paid. I do not want anybody leaving here without getting their pay. Like that's like their main thing they talk about. Uh, and you know, you have the oh oh another thing. You were supposed to get to the training at 8.30 a.m. That's what it said in the email. Over half of the people that showed up, showed up late. Not, Not on time, not five minutes early. Straight up late. I think the latest one got there around nine. When can you ever do that for a private company? When? Try doing that at an airline. Try doing that... Uh, at a hospital. Try doing that at any other job and your A is going to be sent home and you ain't coming back. Let's be real. That's what's going to happen. You're going to be sent home. They're going to say, sorry, we, we don't accept this. This is ridiculous. You're late. And you're gone. But no, no, no. Not with the government. The government just show up when you want. It's fine. Oh, and the way they did their hours... No matter what happened in the day, we were getting eight hours of pay. So if we had finished at four, we would be getting eight hours. If we had finished at two, we would still be getting paid for eight hours. Why? Because the government doesn't care. I mean, if you multiply, if you add that up, I would say there was probably 15 people in the class. 15 times because let's say it's two hours shy, times $12 an hour, that's a lot of money. That's enough to where it's, uh, yeah, that that that's that's bad. And this is just constant with the government. Constant. And like I said, I started to feel bad that I even took this job because I realized how much we were taking from the taxpayers. And it makes you feel like, oh man, this is, not it makes it feel like it's dirty money because you know people are out there working their a's off and you're sitting in a classroom doing nothing which okay and you're getting paid a fortune for it the first day we didn't do anything we filled out papers we turned on our computer that was it What we did in day one, you could have done in 30 minutes. No joke. You could have done in 30 minutes. And it honestly blows my effing mind how these people have the skill to be able to prolong things for so long. Like, they can turn a 30-minute task into four hours. I don't know how they do it. It's seriously magic. I I almost have to respect it because there's no way I could do that. There's no way I could drag that crap out. Somehow they do it. And they've always got little excuses here, excuses there. Oh guys, I'm worn out. We need to take a 30 minute break. Hey, y'all go out, we'll go have lunch, 30 minute break, be back here. By the way, every time you went out to the breaks, I would come back when they said come back or maybe like five minutes early. Nobody else would even be there. Not a single person. And then sure enough, everybody comes back 10 minutes late. Because nobody cares. You can't get fired from the job. It's a freaking joke. Anyway, we get through the training. And only did we learn anything on day two. And the amount of stuff that they taught us was so effing simple. And so basic it made the training for a job like let's say working at mcdonald's it made that training look freaking intense like it was a few buttons that you had to press and that was it and everything was super easy and basic and somehow they spent 16 hours on it and somehow they get the most incompetent people you'll ever see in your life I was the only young male in the class. Everybody else in the class was either a black girl or an old man who was I would say the old men were probably 70, 80, maybe. They were old. They were all retired. There was one old guy who was a bachelor, and he was a proud bachelor too. He had said he tried the marriage game, and it did not work out for him. But he made a joke when they issued the laptops And it pretty much just summed up the entire training in one joke. When they give him his computer, he goes... And he tries to say the joke so the whole class can hear. He was like, "Uh, Do they got uh, porn pre-installed on this thing or or what? And uh, nobody heard it except for me. And I was like, No way did he just say that. This dude must have been 70. He's like... And the girl next to him was like probably 45... One of those 45- year- old women that try to stay young and fresh, but it just ain't working for them. Um, and she was like, "What'd you say?" And he's like, "Do they got porn on these computers?" And by that point, like with a joke like that, you either gotta hit it the first time, or it's going to be a dud the second time. because it's such a uh, now or never joke. And when he reset it, I was like, oh, boy, this can going to be so awkward. Because the girl, oh, she's going to think he's a freak. And sure enough, she thought he was a freak. Did not even laugh at it. I was like, ooh. But uh, but anyway, so we go on. We finally finished the training. And there was this black girl in there. Uh, her name was Portia. Typical black girl name. She looked pretty daggum ghetto. And she was sitting in front of me. And day one, you know, normal day, whatever, things were fine. But day two, which the training was only two days, day two she really started coming on to me. Uh, the the first the first thing that she said was she found out that I went to a black school, and she was like, "So uh, you went to a black school?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I did." And she's like, "So I." I got to ask uh did any chocolate girls try to try to get with you I was like uh yeah like uh I, th- I think a couple did yeah and she's like so you take the bait I was like uh and like she's looking at me like she is really wanting to know I was like oh no no I didn't I never took the bait uh just I don't know why I just never did Uh, You know, whatever. I tried to make it. You know, in a situation like that, it's really hard to come out looking like a legitimate person. Because, you know, obviously if I'm like, oh, no, 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 not even a little bit, it makes me look like I have something against black girls. Which, you know, could be seen as like, hey, what's wrong with black girls? Blah, 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 blah. And that's a little awkward. But if you say... Oh, no, no. I mean, you know, I just never did. I don't know why. Then it makes it seem like maybe you do like black girls, which I don't want to give her in that because, uh or that impression because I'm married, obviously, to a Chinese, and I don't want her getting any ideas. So I just kind of brushed it aside. But I knew at that moment, oh, boy, this girl's really coming on to me now. And sure enough, we have a moment where um, they said, okay, we got we to gotta get in some cars and go drive to look at these houses to practice the census. Uh, oh, which by the way, I don't know if I ever yeah, yeah, the census is the job I'm doing. So they're like, okay, we're going to need a driver. Some people are going to have to drive and some people are going to have to ride with people. And I was trying to avoid going with uh, the black girl that was trying to come on to me but it's just the way that the things added up it was no getting out of it so i had to go with her and i was like okay i guess i'll go with her so okay and uh i go out to the car and it was me it was originally me this fat black girl and then that girl which that girl by the way was bone skinny uh and then sure enough i walk out to the car and two other enormous black girls Start walking there with this and they get in the car and I was like, well, I ain't getting in there and they drove off in, and I was like, uh, i got, I gotta do something else. I got to find another ride. And they drove off in their freaking car and it was so freaking low to the ground. Like the amount of weight that was in that car was out of control. Every girl in there was morbidly obese, except for the black girl that was trying to get with me. Everyone was morbidly obese. It was ridiculous. But anyway, when she drove off, the, the Porsche girl that was in me was like, Big guy, you ain't coming with that? So I was like, "Uh, no, I got to go with them. She's like, I'm disappointing you, man. I was like, Oh, gosh, she's really she's really coming on strong now. So, <laughs> so you know, we whatever, we go out, we come back. And uh, at the end of the class, they were like, Alright guys, so I'm just going to let y'all know uh, You might want to get some of each other's contact Just in case you run into any problems You have someone to talk to about it And I was like, oh boy, here it goes This is going to happen And I, w- I was trying to get out as quick as possible Without getting anybody's contact But sure enough, the girl next to me The fat girl, she was like Can I get your contact? I think I'm going to need to talk to you about this stuff I, you, know, you seem like you know what you're doing I was like, uh, okay, sure and as soon as I gave mine to her, the Porsche girl turns around. And she's like, Oh, I'm getting your number too now. Don't let me, don't, don't get out of here without giving me your number. I was like, Oh, boy. So sure enough, I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, it's on the paper. You can get him. And she comes up to me later on and she's like, Hey, you see this right here? I got your number in my phone I had my name and my number. And she's like, I'm going to send you a text. Oh, Oh, I'm going to send you a text. Uh, and she like looked at me like I was sexual. And I was like, okay, okay, calm down. Uh, and I just got out of there. I was like, fuck this. And I still have not gotten a text. It's only been like a day. But uh, I guarantee within the next couple of days, she'll be sending me something. And it's so freaking ridiculous, man. Black girls come on so strong. I always thought black guys were a bit rapey. But black girls are just as bad. I mean, come on! This girl was thirty-one. I think she had kids, and she comes at me like a daggum high school girl. It's ridiculous. But whatever. That was that. And uh, the training took sixteen hours. We all got paid a fortune for it. And uh, yeah, we didn't do anything. And the guys in there couldn't do anything. There was this guy sitting next to me. His name was um, guy. His name was Cliff. And uh, like all the guys in there, the old men were all huge Alabama fans, and they just talked about Alabama football the whole time. I was like, oh god! But uh, yeah, they, it, it, and there was a guy next to me named Gil as well. Gil, the Gil guy was old as dirt. He was just like the intern from that movie, uh, the Intern. I think that's what it's called, the Intern. And uh, you know where, uh, t- you know the uh, douchebag. What's his name? The guy from all the meet the fuckers and meet the parents, the the, the dad, um, he was, uh, yeah, you know the movie where he was an intern, he's the old intern, it's like, oh, that's ironic, you're old, but you're an intern. It was like that. He came in a suit, he was the only one in a suit. He looked so traditional, but he had a smartphone that he played with the whole time. It's like, what are you doing? You come in in a suit to a census training, and then you freaking around your smartphone and you're 80? What's going on here? Um, but anyway, so uh, I get through that and like, all right, y'all can start working as soon as tomorrow. I was like, well, buck yeah, I'm going to do that because this job pays a fortune. Like really this job pays a fortune. So I was like, well, I'm going to just go ham and, uh, you know, start earning some bucking money because I haven't had a job in forever. So I start today. I was like, I'm going to start, I'm going to work 12 hours. The the plan is to work five hours. 12 hour days. So that's a total of 60 hours. And, uh, you know, you get paid overtime and all that crap. And it's going to end up being roughly $1,000 a week, which is good money, man. Because if I can work for six weeks, I'll borderline earn all my money back that I came here with. So that's big. But, you know, you got to go hard. And pretty much, here's what the job is for people who, you know, are curious. All I do is I get on my little scooter and I have a laptop that they gave me. And you pretty much just, on your laptop, you have a map with all the houses on it. And you pretty much just pull up to a house, make sure the house is there, make sure what w- make sure if somebody's living in there or not living in there, uh, you yeah, know, mark that down. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. And then you just click, okay, yes, someone's living here. Yes, it's the address. Uh, finish, and you move on to the next house. Each house takes about 20 seconds, I would say, uh, if you're on a good streak. Sometimes you run into issues and it'll take longer. But uh, it's really not bad. But today I went out there. It's my first day on the job. I'm out in these areas that are like in the middle of nowhere in Alabama. And uh, I pull up to the first house, and I'm like getting my laptop ready, you know, getting everything set up. And this fat woman with like, Two teeth comes out. She's like, "Hey, uh, w- w- what you doing out here?" I was like, uh, "I'm doing the uh, census, you know, blah blah blah, whatever." And she's like, uh, "You ain't gonna leave your scooter here, are you?" I was like, uh, "I wasn't planning on it." And she's like, "Well, you know what they call this area, right?" I was like, "No. Well, what do they call it?" They call it Math Mountain. I was like, math. she but she said it like math. I was like, math mountain? She's like, no, 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 math mountain. I was like, oh. Oh, math? She's like, oh, yeah, there's tweakers everywhere out here. And then, and at that moment, I realized, oh, boy, this job might not be as simple as I thought it was. Because we are in Alabama. And when you go up to in these freaking rural backroads in Alabama, uh she's right she's effing right there are meth addicts everywhere and i don't know if you know this but meth people can be very paranoid and when they see anything they'll come up with this crazy idea in their head about something that might be happening and who knows what they'll do who knows what they'll do but i was like "F, dude she's right there are meth heads up here and uh Jeez, it's going to be intense. And then after that, she was like, "Uh, yeah." She started talking about. She was like, "You know, my neighbors. They. I noticed they all have donkeys. And I was, I was wondering why the after they all have donkeys. Like, what the bug do you get from donkeys?" And she goes, "You know why they have donkeys?" I was like, "No, I don't." <laughs> she was talking so much, but anyway, she was like, "It's because they'll fight off the coyotes, the foxes." Heck, they'll even fight off a bear. I was like, what? A donkey's going to fight off a bear. She's like, oh, yeah. I Trust me, I didn't believe it either. But you can Google that. I guarantee it's in there. I was like, okay. Which, by the way, I have not Googled yet. I need to Google it. <laughs> because what the F, dude. I'm sorry. I found that hard to believe. But anyway, so I was like, God, man. I have to worry about math heads all day. Because let me just put it this way. When you're doing this census job in rural Alabama, which is everywhere you go, you will see people living in situations, living in trailers, living in whatever, and it is effing depressing, okay? I pulled up on a, um, a, a fat kid sitting in the door of his trailer, and his yard was filled with trash and you could see the inside of the trailer was just complete and total garbage and they had nothing no cars or anything and he was just sitting there and he was like looking at me and that's what these freaks always do as soon as you pull up they're going to look at you and that's the thing man when you when you're doing this job you've always got your laptop out and you're looks it looks like you're looking at a house and then you look at the laptop and you look at the house look at the laptop so I know Eventually, some freak is going to be like, what the F is this, some government spy? Kill this motherfucker. And I'm getting up freaking dying from this job. Hold on, I got to take a break real quick. So yeah, now I have to fear getting shot up by a meth head every day. Because the, these areas that they bring you to look at these houses, you'll be driving and you'll be like, no, 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 no. This could not be a freaking place where somebody lives. And then you start driving down the road and it's like, good gosh how do people live out here it's so far in the middle of nowhere so far up in the woods and the sticks whatever you want to call it like i did not realize people in america lived in these conditions i would say most of the people i see or most of the houses i see yeah no not even close it's the overwhelming majority of the houses are in total and complete poverty like no question about it uh every now and then you'll come across a nice house where it's like oh this one's nice but almost everyone is a complete dump and i guess this is the majority of alabama i don't know it's crazy uh but yeah it's wild and like every now and then you'll have somebody stop in the butt what you up to i'm like uh i'm just doing the census and they're like I, you might want to be careful around these parts. People are going to be real curious about what you're doing. I was like, oh, okay. And it's like, you, you know something's going to happen, man. Because these, a lot of these people out there, I'm sure they hate the government, and rightfully so. And if they think the government's coming, looking at their crap, they ain't going to be happy about it. Um, But yeah, so finally I had a... um. A situation where I went into Gadsden and I was like oh sweet Gadsden okay yeah I'm familiar with Gadsden so I start going and sure enough I pull up to the neighborhood it is a 100% black ghetto and when I say black and ghetto I mean really ghetto like you see the uh, the surface of the ghetto when you're a citizen but when you really start getting in there holy crap it is freaking ghetto And that's the thing, you know, when you see these houses, you're supposed to mark like, oh, is it uninhabitable? Like, oh, nobody's living in there, nobody can live there? Or is somebody living there? And half the time when I'm in these areas, the houses look like they're abandoned. But then you just think to yourself, it's like, no, hold up. I remember that kid in the trailer with the trash everywhere. And you would have swore that one would have been abandoned. But uh, I'm going to assume somebody's living in this house, because judging from what I've seen in the past, uh, someone would totally live in this place. So yeah, it's just a, uh, it's a toss up on what, what to put in or not, but uh, it's crazy. It shows you a new side of your country and a new side of Alabama that you just didn't know existed. And uh, actually, I I really look forward to continuing this job because there's no telling what I'm going to see. I mean, after just day one, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw some crazy stuff. And the original plan today was to work until 9. I was going to work from 8 to 9. And uh, once it started getting dark and I was in these freaking inbred neighborhoods where you don't know what's going on out there with meth heads and stuff, I was like, okay, I'll be real with you. This is way too scary to do on my own at nighttime. There's just no bucking way. When you get out there and it gets dark, oh, God, scary. And I don't know which one's more scary, honestly. The, the inbreds, meth heads in the middle of the country, or in the, in the sticks, or the ghetto black people in the ghettos, in the city. I would say that the, the, the inbreds are scarier because they're capable of anything. And you know out there it's like a lawless old wasteland where nobody gives a buck about anything. Uh, but yeah, I will definitely keep you all posted on these jobs. So, uh, tell you about anything interesting I see. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's going to be a new venture for me. Hopefully I'll be able to pull this off for about six weeks until uh the the training starts for my other job and uh yeah we're going to roll with it but i'm just going to let you know the job is bs and uh yeah it is however i will say they did a really good job because i thought you could just scam the whole thing i thought you could easily just oh yeah yeah okay so i'm going to pull up my map i'm going to oh this house this house and just do it all from your house without even getting out of your house But uh, it will not let you do anything unless you are actually physically at the address. Um, So that, I was a bit surprised by that. Because you literally, nobody's, there's no way around it. You've got to bring your car out there, and you've got to go to all the addresses. So, I guess it's kind of legitimate in that sense. The fact that nobody can scam the system, but, uh, yeah, you can definitely scam it in other ways. Um you definitely say you worked longer hours than you actually did because you check in on your own time. Like, you're in charge of all that. You don't go to an office. You don't do anything like that. Uh, So you could definitely scam that, add a couple hours to your day. Uh, I don't plan on doing it because I want to be an honest employee, but you could do it. Um, But, yeah, that's going to be it, and I'll keep you all posted. So talk to you next time on Real Good Podcasts.